This is Council for Life, a podcast engaging conversations about mental health and the Christian life with licensed biblical counselors Beth Broom and Eliza Huey. Hello and welcome back to Council for Life. My name is Beth and today I am joined by a very special guest. Her name is Eliza Huey. She is not going to be my co-host today. She's actually going to be a guest that I'm going to interview along with Esther Smith because Eliza and Esther have written a book together and we want to talk with you guys about that book. We want to give them a chance to share with you, our listeners, what's behind that book, what's it for, what's exciting about it, um, because we think it's actually going to be a really great thing that you might want to offer as a Christmas gift to a loved one or buy for yourself for the upcoming year 2022. So Eliza and Esther, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Just say hello. Tell me how you're doing. Hello. I'm a little nervous. I've never done podcasting before. (laughs) Hello, Beth. It's as always great to be with you. (laughs) Thanks for, thanks for interviewing us. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for having me. I am excited to be here. Yeah. Esther, you and I have not met face to face before, but we've been able to talk through social media and on email. So I'm so glad to have you today. And I'm really excited to just ask you guys some questions about your book that came out this year, this summer, right? Was when it came out Mm -hmm. the whole life. And I'm just wanting to ask you a little bit about it. So first, before we talk about the book, I want to just hear from you guys. How did you guys meet each other? What, what was it like to, to decide together to do a book and what caused you to choose this topic together? Do you want me to start, Esther? Go ahead. Yes, you start. So I tease about this because it's sort of as we reminisce about this uh, experience of at least coming to the decision to write together, I feel like in some ways it takes me back to like those early, uh, like, middle school years of like wanting to like somebody, if you will, you know, and it's like, I had this sense of like, will you write a book with me? <laughs> and sort of like, Check yes or no, or baby. <laughs> yes, exactly. It, it literally was like, kind of, I felt that way when I was going to her and saying like, I have this idea, will you do this with me? And honestly, um, so just a little backstory, like we worked together at uh, Life Counseling Center, which is a great counseling center in um, Ellicott City area in Maryland. And um, I had this idea to write this book on biblical self-care for several reasons. There were just a lot of things just in my own life, in the life of me leading in a counseling ministry and in walking with others who are in ministry and seeing such a great need for it and not really an understanding of it, of what is self-care biblically. Um, and so I wanted to write this book, but we share a little bit about this at the beginning of the book. We share our stories and um, it's pretty obvious once you get to know both me and Esther that we are very different. And that's part of the reason. No, that's a big part of the reason as to why I asked her, because I knew that if I wrote a book on biblical self-care, that it would be the way that I see it. And I actually saw in Esther a lot of um, just careful principled living that I thought I can benefit from learning from her. And so that's how the book kind of came together. And she said, yes, she checked. Yes. I did. I I checked. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, it was. I mean, I was actually reflecting. um, We've told this story before. So I was reflecting on it a little bit the other day. 
And I was thinking about the fact that like, yes, we did work together, but Eliza was my boss at that time. Um, so somehow, I don't know how you did this, because I feel like you did this with all the counselors that somehow you did such a great job of being both my boss and my friend at the same time. And I think back on that, because I saw you doing that with other counselors as well, which I feel like is such a tricky that's tricky to navigate, I would think. Mm. I've not been in that situation, but I would think that that is tricky. Um, so I remember I thought back on that time and um, she came to me with, you know, this question of, do you want to write this book with me? And I tend to think pretty carefully about whether I'm going to take a big project on mm -hmm. or not. But I actually did not think about it very long. I was like, you know what? I would really love to write a book with Eliza. Like if I'm going to write a book with anybody, <laughs> I would really love to write a book with her. Um, so it was not, it was not hard for me to choose. Aww. Check. Yes. <laughs> I didn't um, know that. I, this is news. No, to me, so. Yeah. No, I was I reflecting could, on it more. <laughs> I could have asked you to write on like anything then. Maybe. Possibly. <laughs> maybe. maybe. <laughs> oh, no, awesome. but I mean that topic too, I think I saw definitely saw a need for it too. Like when she came and was like, this is my idea. I was definitely intrigued by the topic as well. Just seeing, you know, as she already said, a need for it. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And so will you guys share a little bit more about how the book is structured and the way in which, because it's a little bit different in structure to a typical book on self-care. You've structured it according to weeks. And I just want to hear a little bit more about how that came about and kind of when someone picks up this book, what, the, what can they expect from it? Yeah, Esther, why don't you share a little bit about that? Because um, that's a really good question. Yeah, sure. So, and I will say that the idea behind it, which kind of led to the structure was one of the things that like intrigued me by the idea, because it's a very practical book. I think there are some other books related to self-care from a Christian perspective that are kind of more theoretical and are mm -hmm. kind of saying like, here, there's this need for self-care. And then it just kind of stops there. Like, okay, there's this need. What are we going to do? Like how, what does that even look like? Um, so I think that the structure of our book, it's kind of divided into 52 weeks. Um, so each week is a different topic. And I think we have, I'm not even going to remember, we have a certain number of sections that kind of focus on different areas of life. Is it six? Esther, we I know that's terrible. Six. <laughs> six I, okay, I was right. Um, so areas of like, such as work and rest and caring for, you know, the physical parts of ourselves. And just to be able to focus on a key area for a specific length of time. Um, and with the goal being to, um, it doesn't have to be read in any specific way, but for some people to read it over the course of a year and really focus in on these topics for an extended period of time um, to look at practically, what does it look like to bring self-care into my life? Well said, I, I wouldn't add any more. That's wonderful. So, so who needs this book? Like, let's, let's talk a minute about like the kind of person that now, I mean, I know our listeners, you may be thinking like, okay, here's somebody that I think ought to read this book. I'm going to get it for him for Christmas. Don't do it vindictively folks. But, um, but if, if you think about like, who is your ideal audience? And that sort of also in that question is why do we need this book? Like, why is this the right time for somebody to pick up a book like this? Yeah. So I'll answer that. And then Esther, if you have anything else, you can chime in, but, um, 
that is a question that whenever you write any book, you're really kind of asking like, who is my author? And her, Esther and I really kind of wrestled with like, we didn't want this to be a book just for counselors because Esther is also a counselor um, and she's very similar in the sense where she's a biblical counselor and a licensed counselor. And so we have a lot of reach in the counseling world, um, but we didn't want it to just be for counselors at all, though we wanted counselors or anybody in ministry to benefit from it. We really wanted it to be for Christians who really embrace the idea of like, what does it look like to live a life sacrificially poured out for the ministry and yet not burnt out in ministry. And so just holding those two things in tension, we realized like, this is really for any Christian who really takes the call of the gospel seriously and um, wants to live their life, whether they're a stay-at-home mom or a professional in a, in a professional field or in ministry or, or maybe a missionary or whatever. Um, so it, it really is for anybody walking the Christian life. What I will say has been somewhat I don't know why this is even surprising, but has been interesting to see who is buying a lot of these books. It is that target. But what I'm also seeing is, and I, we posted a picture of this, um, ministries buying it for their whole team to say, you know what, we care about your souls, your life, your, your physical well-being, your mental health, all of those things. We care about all of you and we want you to thrive as you serve in ministry with us. And so they're buying these bulk packages of our book. In fact, actually this, this coming week, I got a request to sign 50 books for a ministry, um, to, to give to the people who their ministry touches. And I thought that has been so cool to see that over and over again. And, um, along those same lines, probably one of the most encouraging is how I have seen pastors benefit from this book. So that I don't think either one of us had in mind was, oh, pastors are going to really benefit from this. They're certainly fit the category because they're Christians living in you know ministry settings or just living the Christian life. But um, I have had several pastors say to me, thank you so much for writing that. I really needed this book. And um, one in particular who came to me and said, I went on sabbatical for a month and my church gave me your book. And it was so helpful. Now he read it within the month um, and was just really blessed by it. So I, I think that kind of answers your question. I don't yeah, know. That's if- awesome. mm-hmm. Esther, Esther, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah. I mean, the only thing I would say is, well, first of all, some of that I wasn't, I didn't even know about the 50 book signing thing. That's so exciting. Um, and just to like, see the pictures of people who are buying it for their centers yeah. is super cool. Um, the only thing I would add is that I think, you know, going back to what Eliza was saying about us being very different and that's, you know, being one of the reasons why, you know, how we came together and wrote the book is that, I, and I feel like every author wants to believe that their book, like, you know, appeals to this wide range of audience. But I actually think that that is true in that because we are different and one of the ways that we are different just even is in terms of like how much we can, we can do. Like Eliza has talked before, she has a very high capacity to do a lot of stuff and I do not, um, you know, and I share in the book, you know, about some of my struggles with chronic pain and chronic illness and how that led me to self-care. Um, and so one of the things that I like about the book and that I think comes through is that it really can be read by, you know, someone who is like doing all this stuff in ministry, or it could be someone who, really feels like they can't do very much and that, you know, self-care is a part of their life. 
um, because that that's what they need to get through life. That's what they need to get through the day. Um, you know, so on my set, my end, I'm seeing people who are kind of reading it with, in that way um, and just feeling encouraged that that's okay. And that self-care is for everybody. Um, everybody needs self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it really being there for a lot of different people. That's so great. And, you know, honestly, when I read the book, so I was, I was honored and privileged to get to read an advanced copy of the book uh, before it was out in the hands of people. And I actually read it coming out of the the hardest part of the pandemic. Mm. And it was really, I think about that, like people, people are shifting in their way of thinking about what does it mean to live a full life, Mm -hmm. a a whole life, a holistic Mm -hmm. life. Mm-hmm. in relationships and in our work and, and resting and understanding the value of rest, I think more than we did before the mm-hmm. pandemic. And so I, I thought about it in that regard, even if I may put my two cents in as a yeah. reader, I think like anybody who is coming out of a season or still in the middle of a season of stress and of just sort of the tyranny, the urgent, and like, I've got, I've got it, I've got all this to do. I don't have time to think about self-care. Or I think Christians who really, it's, it's real only been kind of recently that we've done a better job, I think, in Christian circles of teaching about the importance of self-care, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, laying down your life for others and laying down your life for the Lord does not mean that you ignore your body and ignore mm-hmm. your mind and your emotions and your fatigue and all of that. So I think anybody could benefit, mm-hmm. would and will benefit so if I may just do an advertisement for your book. <laughs> Go for it. Have, Thank you. It's just, it is so important. And, and it is almost like a new concept for a lot of Christians to think mm-hmm. about self-care. So I highly, highly recommend it. I love the book. So glad you guys wrote it. So glad Esther, you said yes to Eliza. <laughs> so grateful for that. Okay. So what I want to do next is shift a little bit into what, what are some things that you have learned along the way, if they're, if you're willing to just kind of vulnerably share, I think when you have to write on a topic, sometimes it, it sparks things in yourself, whether it's like areas of growth for you or just new things, new insights, the Lord shows you as you're learning more about the topic, because you're preparing to write for other people. Does anything come to mind there in terms of your own growth in your self-care? Esther, I'm going to let you go first. Okay. Yeah. So I think it's, I think after writing the book, I kind of had a bit of a, hmm, I need to like revisit this topic moment. (laughs) Ironically, I feel like part of that was related to the effort of writing the book. Um, I think that there was a period of time when we were writing the book where I also had another very big project that I was working on, on top of some counseling related stuff that I was doing on top of a class that I was teaching and it all just kind of like converged at the same time and I think that it was kind of like after the book came out I was in a bit of a place of like mental burnout to a degree which was new for me because I've experienced like physical type burnout before and had to like be really careful about physical like self-care But that was kind of the first time I had reached like my mental capacity where I was like, oh my goodness, I am forgetting things and I can't concentrate on small tasks and I am not sleeping well (laughs) Um, and was just 
experienced these kind of like mental type burnouts. Yeah. That I had not experienced before. And I was like, this is strange that I'm experiencing this now, right after I just wrote a book about self-care. Um, but so for me, I had to kind of go back and rethink, okay, what does self-care look like for this specific type of like reaching my limitations and, um, growing in that has looked like, honestly, the main thing is just like taking mental breaks throughout the day. I've always had to take physical breaks, but I've never had to take mental breaks. <laughs> um, and I've just had to start like setting timers. Like if I'm working on a writing project, I have to set a timer for an hour and respect that time and absolutely stop. Um, or I just kind of start drifting back into some of those, that mental fatigue, I think. So that's been my, that's been my learning curve this year is learning how to navigate that and not let myself fall back into that place while still trying to work on projects that I really feel excited about. It's very hard to stop. (laughs) Well, thank you for just sharing that vulnerably, Esther, because I do think sometimes we, you know, we pick up a book and we like it, we read it and we think, oh, this person's like, oh, they've got it all figured out. And like they've, they've arrived at expert level on these things. It's just nice to hear like, no, we're all in process. We're all working through how to keep growing in these ways. And we will be until mm-hmm. we're in heaven. So that's awesome. Thank you. What about you, Eliza? Yeah. I mean, I think in some ways there, there is that sense of I've written a book on this. So how, how am I doing at actually living that out? And so very similar to what Esther was saying, um, probably some of the areas. So I'm actually working back through it slowly. And that has been really good to read your own book. Um, it's also been actually really good to realize, like, I still like it a lot. Like it's still really benefit beneficial. Um, and one area that just, this is just recent. So, so I'm just sharing it. Uh, I recently got through the section where we're talking about like just how to care for ourselves physically and just very aware of how I have neglected um, certain doctor appointments that I needed to schedule. Nothing major, just routine things that needed to be taken care of or just looked into or whatever. And so, you know, I, I actually told somebody, I was like, okay, I need to, I need to schedule this and actually go. And I, confession, I scheduled it and then I canceled. But then I scheduled it again. So it's on my calendar. So Beth, you can ask me or Esther, did you make that appointment? But I think just seeing like in the in the book, one of the things that said is that like, that's a common for people to just neglect those simple things like that of just caring for your health. Um, and so it's been good to kind of be one of the audience and, and be one of the readers and look at it, not from the perspective of how is this written or did, does this make sense, but simply like, what do I need to do in light of what I'm reading? And so yeah, that's been really that's good. Great. Okay. So here's a, a sort of a, another advertising question. If someone receives this book for, as a Christmas gift, for example, which we or hope if, or if, everybody yes, does, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or if, or if you buy this book as a listener, what is some, what are some ways that you can be helped along the way as you're reading? And you guys were telling me before we jumped on the podcast today about an exciting thing that's going to happen starting in January. So I want to make sure, give you a chance to share what is that thing that will be helpful for people as they're reading the book? Yeah. So Esther and I have been asked before, like, Hey, can you do some reading groups or something along the lines? Because it is 52 weeks. Not everybody reads it in 52 weeks. Some people read it in one setting and that's fine too. And other people take longer and so forth. So starting in January. So if you do not have the book, I would really encourage you to get it because starting in January, Esther and I will be doing a weekly post on on that specific week's topic and where we're going to share a little bit more. There'll be little video clips that, that you can be a part of and, um, 
it is going to be on the book's Instagram page. The book actually has its own social media, the whole life. Oh, and like person. Like yeah. It's the whole life book. Yeah. So you can go find it on Instagram or other social media avenues. Um, But that's where we're going to primarily be doing the posting of those videos. So you can read it with people all over the country and all over the world who are following it on Instagram. And you'll be able to get little snippets of how we're applying those specific weeks. So that's all the more reason to go that's so great. Yeah. And we'll post um, in our show notes for this episode. You guys can go to the show notes and look and see uh, where you can find the book. Obviously it's on Amazon, I'm assuming, and many other outlets that they can go to find the book itself, but uh, join that Instagram. That's awesome. That's a great yes. way, an easy way to stay connected and have the accountability to actually do the whole book, which I know for me, I have several books sitting around my office right now that are half read. So <laughs> not yours. I read all of your book. I want you to <laughs> But I think that's a good accountability thing each week to have to be able to look at those posts on Instagram. So that's really great. Well, thank you guys so much. As we finish out today, I want to just always, as always, we always do a moment of humanity. And I was thinking about self-care and thinking about there's lots of different ways to do self-care. I'm doing air quotes with my fingers. And some of those ways are great and super healthy. And some of those ways, no, no, they're, you know, but maybe they're like, I don't know if guilty pleasure is the right word. Probably not. But um, are there ways, tell me a way, each of you, that you have done self-care that maybe you look back and you're like, well, huh, maybe not so much. Maybe I won't do it that way again. Or just something something that shows your humanity, vulnerably speaking. Eliza, you want to go first? Sure. Okay. So <laughs> I didn't know what I was going to say until you just said that. You just asked that question. So I'm like, okay, what, what came to my mind? I'll just share. So in a season where I was doing a lot of counseling and I would basically have from maybe, I don't know, 10 in the morning until maybe five in the evening, back-to-back counseling appointments. Oh, this is, this is really embarrassing. I feel like I'm being called out. Um, I thought it was good self-care at the time. So I wouldn't have a lot of breaks in between there. So I would go to Target or wherever um, I, I'm mostly about at Target and I would buy you know, those little packets that toddlers eat food out of and they just like, they like, you just kind of like, do you know what I'm talking about? They're like little packets of- like, I remember eating. this. I remember oh, no. you doing this. <laughs> so bad. I'm so, if you could see me, I'm so embarrassed right now. But I would, because I wouldn't have time to eat, I would just like slurp these baby food packets, if you would, Ooh, to like give little- my- yeah, yeah, that you squeeze. Yes, the squeezy like packet. You can yes. get that for adults, which I'm glad. And next time you can like buy it where it's not for toddlers. <laughs> so I would do that thinking this is self-care. I'm giving myself some food, which I think it was, but probably better would have been to put some padding between those counseling sessions. So, okay, I'm really embarrassed now. Listen, Esther, you did what you had to do. You were managing as best you could. <laughs> Esther, your turn to get the, the okay, spotlight. Okay, my turn. <laughs> So the, the strategy that immediately came to mind for me, which I could no longer use because I, I, it, well, I'll just share what, I'll just share what happened is that I used to drink enormous amounts of coffee, enormous amounts. And I think that at first it was like, in a way it was a fine self-care strategy because I would wake up in the morning. I would really look forward to my coffee and it would be just really comforting. It would help me to just sit with my coffee. I wouldn't look at my phone, 
but I just drank so much that I cannot drink coffee anymore. <laughs> um, it got to the point where every time I drink coffee, it makes me nauseous. And so I've kind of like strategy myself out of my self-care strategy. So mine is more like sad. Like I think about mm-hmm. it and I'm like legitimately sad about it. But I also feel like it's kind of because I just so overdid it. <sighs> so overdid it. Wow. I'm, 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 I'm really sad with you, Esther. Thank you. It's a huge loss. (laughs) It's a really, it's, yeah, I'm feeling a lot of empathy and also in this moment praying that that won't happen to me. (laughs) I don't know what I would do if I couldn't have coffee. (laughs) But you do, you like learn new ways, right? I'm sure Uh something new that you, that you use that is, doesn't upset your stomach. So I try. Um, That's so great. (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast today. Eliza, thank you for being a guest. You're welcome. <laughs> on this podcast that's actually yours. I hope you invite me back. I, I'm going to try. We'll see. I mean, we'll just have to see if the, if the audience likes it, then we'll see what happens. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening today. Again, go to the show notes to find information about the book, The Whole Life by Esther Smith and Eliza Huey. And I definitely want to encourage you guys to buy the book. They are not paying me to advertise for them. I really like this book and I think you should read it. Uh, and it'll be great in 2022 for you to just begin the new year with some self-care tools that are super practical and helpful and biblical. So thank you guys again for being on the podcast today. Thank you listeners for joining us and we will see you next time on Council for Life. Thanks for listening to Council for Life with Beth Broom and Eliza Huey. If you've been enjoying the podcast, please be sure to rate, share, and subscribe. And for more information, visit counselforlifepodcast.com.